Welcome to the Leongche Podcast. In today's episode, Sid and I chat a little bit about the topic of the one and how that concept impacted how both of us approached our romantic relationships. We discuss if we even agree with the idea of the one and dive into the thought processes that led us to propose to our then girlfriends, now wives. We are super glad you're here with us, and as always, we hope that this episode can be interesting and beneficial for you. Oh my! Welcome to Leong Cha, a podcast to enjoy some figurative tea that may be good for your mind, body, and soul. My name is Sydney, and I'm joined by my co-host, Elam. And today, we're going to talk a bit about the question of, how did you know that she was the one? So before we get into it, how have you been in lockdown, Elam? Uh, well, it's been a pretty interesting week because if you guys have been following the last couple of podcasts, you know that I've been putting my house on the market. So it's now officially uh, on the market. And as part of that process, Joe and I have moved back to our respective parents' homes. Um, and then we've oh. been getting kind of like, like a lot of people are quite shocked when they hear that. They're like, what the, like, why aren't you guys living together? and mm-hmm. i guess to to explain it like it makes a lot of sense to us because pretty much the three options are either we live with our respective parents or mm-hmm. both of us live here like with mine mm-hmm. or both of us live with and her mm-hmm. mom and um the other two aren't really that feasible because joe's mom's house is not uh big enough for three people it's not really like it wasn't really a house bought for three people to live in um, oh, especially right. downsized after like the nest was empty so to speak and yeah. uh if both of me and joe came to live over here with my parents then mm-hmm. it's pretty stink because um joe's mom lives by herself or pazu so just right. like it's more like for us it was more of a thing where it's like a good opportunity for us to spend time with family rather than yeah like oh it's so sad that like we're living away from each other yeah and yeah. Like, we still see each other every day so it's more of a throwback to dating days, which is pretty interesting. Pretty, uh, yeah. Like took a little bit of adjustment, but pretty good now. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been a bit of an adjustment, like not cooking and like not having that autonomy? Uh, well, the thing is like before getting married, uh, I, I lived with my parents kind of in this fashion for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we already kind of like adapted at that point. So it's been pretty easy to like live with them again. Right, like right. My mom kind of knows, like, okay, I want like this much protein in like my food, and like, so she's like, real, oh. like, pretty accommodating. <laughs> and then they don't nice. really have any, like, I can just do my thing. So yeah. there's been not, yeah, there hasn't really. Uh, it's been pretty easy to adjust for me. If anything, yeah. it's just been like, oh, like, no responsibilities feels pretty good. Oh, next minute, you guys don't even buy a new house. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> just invest. Just invest into two properties. Oh, let's go. Uh, no. <laughs> Well, it's not going to be a long-term thing, but like for, for a short-term thing, is it's like uh, it's pretty interesting, and um, you know, don't yeah. hate it. More quality time with family. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Hard. Yeah. There's been a lot of uh, NBA going on. Like there's playoffs now, so yeah. this round of lockdown has been a lot more. There's been a lot more basketball to watch, which is uh, mm. makes the first half of the day pass super quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like, so how- you guys are you're still you're still on like a, a bit of a honeymoon kind of phase, right? Because it's only been like a week or so. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. It would have been pretty sweet if uh, we weren't in lockdown because then like I would have been able to like go gym as well. And it just would have been like... Oh, right. Just, yeah, it would have been, been real a nice. professional athlete. Got your own cook. You got oh. like... <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's like, hey, mom, could, uh, 
Yeah, good. I have just me all four tonight. Nice. Nah, it's been good. It's nice. been good. Yes, it sounds good that you've been uh, going pretty well. Yeah, I've been getting yeah, my parents been... to work out and stretch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. That was cool. So have you yeah. been a couple of times? Well, just like exercising. Like, with them? Yeah. Yeah, because well, well, like even ages ago, I've like, I like wrote them like a little workout program for them like to do at home. So now oh, I yeah. can just kind of like enforce it since I live here. Oh, yeah. And nice. then uh, whenever I do my daily stretching, I'll be like, yo, let's stretch. Yeah. So then, um, yeah, they've, they've had a couple of days this week where they've been wrecked. Like, they're like, oh, yeah. my legs are so sore. And like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, because um, in, in level three, you can go see your family and stuff. So uh, yesterday we went to have dinner with my parents. And afterwards, we um, they, were, they were real keen to play some mahjong because I think because they're in their own bubble, um, they so haven't really been able to engage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, me, Shelton, and Shirley, like we play games quite a bit. So you know, we're like we're pretty game for it. And I didn't expect Shelton to be. I've basically just um, I basically already know the rules and stuff. So I thought Shelton um, kind of also knew it already most of it because yeah. we grew up like watching them play. Yeah. And then and then like and I was wrong. So so then like Shelton was like not really quite. Was he just getting like, his grasp of it? Yeah. And then and then my parents were like. Not telling him off, but I almost felt like he was getting like getting told off because he was doing like silly moves or like oh, wow. doing moves which are not optimal. <laughs> getting roasted by his parents. <laughs> so I, I just want to. But it's also just like how Shelton. Um, I feel like him and like some of his friends. I don't know if I'm generalizing his friends group, but like, when I feel like when he like when he learns something new, he likes to like be real janky with it, right? Oh. Uh, like he likes to do like non-traditional. Huh. <laughs> He likes to do like non-traditional things just to like try things out and like not. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess there's a bit of that in him. Yeah, yeah. It, it just feels like it, there's a there's like a yeah. just hidden rebellion. Like even when he was like learning basketball, or like when he first started yeah. playing basketball, he'd always be like wanting to do a certain thing, and I'd have to explain yeah. for ages like okay, like like nah, like this is why you should do it like this and this and this. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably a bit of rebellion. It's good though. It's him. good. That's what you need yeah. to be great. You need to carve your own path. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta question the norm. Yeah, so that you can understand why it is the norm. That's the one. Boom. Yeah. Other than that, I've got a big deadline um, coming up for work, so work's been slightly different this lockdown. Um, just needing to be more onto it um, in terms of like managing everything. So yeah, but that's been a good challenge. Um, so hopefully, I can get through it this week uh, without any big hiccups. Yeah. So that's basically my week. Um, again, before we get into the main topic, a bit of housekeeping. Make sure you guys follow us on our Instagram, leongcha.podcast, where we post up our latest episodes and let you know when we've uploaded it. So this week we actually had, I guess for you guys, it was last week, um, had an earlier upload because of lockdown. So hopefully we'll get to you guys soon. Let's go. Yep. Should we get right into it then? Yep. Let's go. I guess a little, uh, a little bit of a disclaimer. First up is... Um, I was like so tired before starting recording this podcast because we were playing settlers. Oh, that's something we haven't uh, we haven't touched on. But like so far in lockdown, we've we've been playing a lot of digital settlers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, that's uh, settlers of Catan, and um, Sid bought like the six man variation. So the four of us, including our wives, can kind of play with other friends. So we've been kind of doing mm. that quite a bit this past weekend. Sid's just been like raking in the winds. Eh? Yeah, I'm just. 
and I've like just got it on, oh, on after lockdown. he after he wins he's just like like singing and like humming and like being all happy oh my no, and then i think like and, and, and bro like, like and then like you know when you compete and when you lose you know it's not that energizing so like i think after like two losses i'm just like oh like just get tired eh? <laughs> you need to compartmentalize and then focus on the recording and then you can go back to morning after Oh no! I've I'm finished morning. <laughs> it's just like in that energy, in that energy uh, replenishing state. Oh yeah, nice. But I got I got my water, so I'm good. <laughs> got to hydrate. Okay, so today's topic, you know, is she the one, or how did you know she was the one? So why this topic for this week? Pretty much, I mean, Sid and I were talking about yo. So what should we talk about next week? And we look back. We've been looking at our like listenership stats a little bit lately. We're like, oh, like is the podcast improving? Is it dying out? And um, one thing that is interesting is our most kind of popular episode was the dating tips one. Mm-hmm. And generally, like the relationship related ones get like decent listenership compared to some of the other ones. So we thought, okay, like may as well delve back into this since it seems to be what's scratching, wait, tickling people's itches. Is that the saying? Scratching, scratching people's itches. The itch. Scratching Tickling. people's itches just sounds like real bad at somehow. <laughs> It's just like, there's like imagery of like someone's like, oh, I've got a itchy like back and I'm just like, oh, scratch. <laughs> yeah. And funnily enough, our worst performing episode is the fast food one. Right. Oh, and we talk about the stigma in the episode as well. Like, like, and how we felt like personally attacked when people don't want to eat fast food. Yeah. And that people and just then, don't even want to listen to Yeah. People don't even want to listen to us talk about fast food. Just yeah, fair exactly. enough. Um, <laughs> oh, bro! I just want to say, I did eat yep. burger fuel. For those of you guys that know, Sid's top spoiler alert: Sid's uh, top ranking burger is um, American Muscle, right? From Burger Fuel. Yep. So mm-hmm. I had I ate a double American Muscle earlier this week. Oh yeah. And I gotta say, like, I didn't. It was just. It was kind of too heavy, eh? Yeah, it's a pretty heavy burger. Like when I was eating it, it was pretty mean, <laughs> and then afterwards, I just, I was just like, oh, like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Burger feels like pretty salty in general as well though. Like their chips are always like quite salty. Yeah, like so so in addition to that. So somehow as well like as as, even though it's like a more gourmet option, it feels you know like how after you eat fast food you you like it's like you feel a bit more owned because it's like more oily and like Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I got that like I felt like I just had a mean fast food meal. Yeah. Even though it's supposedly supposed to be above that. But anyway. Bro, when, 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 your, when your phone finally works with a double quarter pounder, bro, like highly recommend. Oh my goodness. Bro, I don't even know. That's oh, it's so annoying. Oh my, bro, I so wouldn't good. even rant about it on... Oh, okay, it's so not. It's just my oh. Mecca's app. It's like, for some reason, <laughs> Sid keeps getting this this coupon. It's like two quarter, double quarter pounders. Double quarter no, pounders. One so. do- no, one double quarter pounder and one double cheeseburger. Oh, and what? fries, I think. What is it? Well, hang on. Yeah. But my one is two double quarter pounders for... 1250 is it is it a 1250 one yeah like oh my it's unlocked oh my okay okay yeah so it was right so it's a double quarter pounder double cheeseburger and small fries and um i was real frustrated because i tried to get it twice earlier this week and i couldn't it was just unlocked and then i'll click into it and it will say scroll down to see why it's locked but i scroll down and then i've i've satisfied all the conditions like there's no outstanding conditions and yeah. it was just like screwing with me, eh? Like I was so frustrated. And then now I just tr- I just checked it and it's unlocked. So, um, boom! It's fate, bro. Bro, tonight. my energy levels 
it's just like back up to 100. Okay. <laughs> you don't even eat it. You just need to know that you can get it. <laughs> Your energy is 100 now. Oh, you know. Oh, you know what's going on. I'm going to do a dunk session sometime this week and then go eat Maccas. Right, you, know, you can tell how passionate we are about fast food that we can't even get into the main topic. But, but anyway, you guys don't care about this. So <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that's how we kind of decided to talk about like the one because it is a thing that we have been personally asked like quite a bit i think just by younger people Mm. and like people that Mm. say i like dating it's just like you know it's not that hard to just have a crush on someone or like to have those sparks and start dating right but Mm -hmm. then moving from dating into like a lifelong commitment that's like a pretty big jump so it's quite Mm. a common and like a quite a natural thing i think to wonder and to ask about is like so how do you know that that person is the one that you want to spend the rest of your life with Mm. and uh yeah, so I think Sid and I obviously have both been through that process because we're married now and uh, mm-hmm. we've obviously come to the decision that our wives are our respective ones. So mm-hmm. I guess to kick off, okay. like, why don't we start off by talking about this concept of the one in the, whole, in the first yeah. place, right? Like what, like, what do you think of this, this idea of the one, Sid? Yeah, the classic Liangsha, got to start, up, start off a podcast with a definition. But this time it's defining um, the one. And for me, uh, I think I've mentioned it in the podcast before, but I don't think that there is um, the one for um, a person. Okay. So I'm of the thinking that there are multiple people in the world that are compatible with you Mm. and that each relationship you have with them will be slightly different. Um, yeah. So may, maybe if we use like a calibration number, like maybe it's like 80, 80% to like 90% or something. Okay. But so each of them will be different, um, calibrated differently for different aspects. So maybe your hobby is a little bit different. Maybe yeah. um, how you spend quality time is a little bit different. But right. all in all, I think there are multiple um, people that can be compatible for you. There's multiple, yeah, multiple people will be compatible for you, but you kind of, you just kind of com- just choose one and you'll be good. <laughs> you commit to one. <laughs> Yeah, you commit to one and you'll be all good. <laughs> and like that doesn't sound, you know, that almost flies in the face of like, it sounds kind of, it's like anti, you know, like the whole Disney, like super romantic, like notions. That like soulmate. Yeah, grow up with. It's just like, oh, like, you know, but what about your soulmate? You know, like mm. you, you walk past someone on the street and you're like, oh, I just knew that like they're the one for me kind of thing. But to mm. build off your like point, I, like, I agree with it. And I think it's not like, it's not just like, oh, say you have like all these people that are compatible with you in this world. Mm. And it's not like you just start dating them and like, oh yeah, that's it. It's mm. more like, I think there is more than one person that um, you could build like the mm-hmm. right marriage, like build a relationship up to the level where it could become a marriage. Mm. And you kind of grow into, like I, I kind of much prefer the idea of growing into being the one for each other. Mm. It's like now that mm. like Joe and I, I'm married and we've been together for all these years and we've basically like grown up and we've been through so much together. And like, now we are the one for each other. Like now we are each other's Mm. soulmates, but Mm. I don't like, like 10, 15 years ago, we might not necessarily be like soulmates at that point, if that makes sense. Mm. Cause I think Mm -hmm. like the problem with thinking of it that way is um, it's very, I think it it puts unnecessary stress on people. Cause then like, if I thought there's only one person out there for me, then like mm. whenever I'm dating someone, I would be like wondering like, oh, is this like the person or like is my one person yeah. like another person? Yeah. 
So that's mm. like an unnecessary, like that's like an unnecessary thought that doesn't really help. Whereas yeah. it's more like, I prefer like, Hey, can I build and can I div- like grow with this person into being each other's the one? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that a little bit more. I think one thing before we keep going on is, um, I know we agree on like a lot of things together, but I was thinking maybe we should like try, could we talk about it? Like, like from the angle that there is one. Angle. Yeah. 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 Well, I think like, the thing is, like, from my perspective, there is the one. Because, like, now, like, I can say confidently that Joe is the one for me. Right. It's not like oh. now I'll be like, oh, someone else is, like, the one, right? Like, or someone else, I, I could just go marry someone else right now. Like, yeah. because I think that's not what I'm trying to say. But it's more, oh, like... Like, together, you can become... Together, you can become the one for each other. Yeah. Like, like I think you grow into... So, so, maybe another way of putting it is... um. I know a lot of people, like, when you think about, oh, like, who are you looking for to date? You kind of look for, like, mm. a dream partner. And then you list out mm. their attributes. Like, oh, I want someone that's like this and like this and like this. And mm-hmm. I think, like, that is usually detrimental because, like, what, what, like, what you end up doing is you, you end up comparing, like, new people that you meet with this, like, dream standard of yours that you've kind of, like, conjured out of like a combination of things, like combination of like the best attributes from your past romantic partners or like maybe the best aspects mm-hmm. of like your parents or like the best things you've seen from like movies and stuff. You're like, oh yeah, like I want that. I want that. I want that. Yeah. And it's like yeah. a very like me focus, like what I want out of a relationship and marriage. Right. Whereas like, I think instead of a dream partner, which is kind of like similar to thinking of like the one, like are they the one for me? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're supposed to be saying like four a day, like what? Like, I think there is, like, it's fine <laughs> to have a dream partner, but I, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's better to, like, think of a dream relationship. Right. And then how you and your partner can grow into that oh, yeah. relationship. Oh, yeah. I think, I think that's a good point. Because um, when I think of, uh, like, what you mentioned before with, um, you know, having the, the perfect um, person for you. Yeah. Like, it's just so unrealistic. Yeah. It's like... I think, I think if everyone, you know, when you're growing up, you think of like, what is the perfect wife? Like, you know, someone that is like really pretty or someone that like, you know, is going to support you in all that you do or, yeah. um, you know, is interested in your hobbies yeah. or like, is like, is like smart, but not too nerdy. Like those things, like, like what you're concocting up is. It's just like, it's this just, person doesn't exist because like their life was not like crafted based on like their knowledge of you kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like- <laughs> so, so when you think of it as the ideal relationship, I think yeah. it works out a lot better because I think as well with um, when you focus on a person, that version of that person is just a snapshot at their current stage. Yeah. So I think it's, it's the example that I think I'm thinking of that I've brought up in the past as well is, you know, what is, who is you? Yeah. Is that, that's not even grammatically correct. I think like, 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 yeah. Who do you consider is yourself? You know, yeah because like, it encapsulates it, it, and it's not just the present you it encapsulates the future you the like, all yeah. the potential that you carry as well yeah exactly yeah so then um so when you mentioned the the ideal relationship uh, again I'm, I'm not i'm not batting very well for the other team at the moment but <laughs> when i think of the ideal relationship i i see um when you come together with another person like the calibration number again mm. it's like maybe you start off at 80 or maybe even for a certain relationship, you start off at 65 or something, mm. but then because you guys are both committed yeah. at working towards the ideal relationship, you, you keep adding you numbers. You become more that. calibrated. Yeah. yeah, hundred percent. That's yeah. pretty much it. Right. And as long as you don't start off at like 
zero or like 10 where you're just like you, you can't <laughs> even take one step forward because you're just like you can't agree on anything or like you're not even having fun together and it's like yeah yeah because i think another thing about that whole like thinking of an ideal relationship and like building that towards that with your partner mm. is it includes yourself in it like mm. you know like it puts that responsibility on yourself as well like how how mm. do you grow yourself so that you build towards this rather than just like oh this person's the one because they satisfy these requirements it's more like including my potential and like my past my future her including all her stuff together mm -hmm. like we can build towards this ideal relationship yeah and like that i guess uh, yeah that's kind of i don't know I, I, I don't even know if we answered it but basically we're just saying we don't really agree with the fact that there's one soulmate and that's it <laughs> maybe our brains are too wide to like so consistent like, i don't know like, we well, i can't even, I can't even like <laughs> yeah it's so hard to devil's advocate because it's like oh are you saying that i guess some something that someone else could challenge be challenge us on is like oh are you saying that you could have married someone else and been like just as happy and then it's just like like i don't know like that's that's impossible to answer and it's like there's no point considering it as well i mean my my just thinking out loud here i i mean i i guess my reaction would be like yes i guess but what's the point of asking this question? Is like, yeah, yes, exactly. Like it's not the question because then <laughs> yeah, it's not constructive for my life right now. And it's yeah, it's almost like you're just like picking something out of thin air to like start a fight about. I mean, is it even that scandalous? Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, a little bit because I guess I guess the idea. I, I, mean, I, guess, I, I guess the flip side is like, say if if me and Joe were really into the idea of like soulmates, and yeah. we were like confident that we were each other's soulmates. Mm -hmm. that that would provide like that level of security right where it's just like yeah like there's no one better for each of us each other yeah yeah because it's like there's only one of us for each other but then but it wouldn't wouldn't that make make the relationship fragile in the sense that if you ran into issues or conflicts then it's like yeah. oh am like, i are we ideal then yeah, like, yeah 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 are yeah, we yeah, soulmates yeah. Yeah, because shouldn't we be vibing like on the same level? Yeah, exactly. I don't know, but that's exactly. the extreme. That's I mean, extreme. we just keep we just go keep going back to the other side of the argument because it's like because <laughs> that's what <laughs> we believe in. But um, yeah, because it's not because yeah, it's not like I have to continue growing into, you know, like being the one for Joe. Mm. It's not like I'm the one, and now I'm like, yeah, this is me. Like, doesn't matter what I do for the rest of my life. Like, you're stuck with me because. <laughs> I'm just gonna go and like be a bum or I'm just gonna go and like yeah I think another thing that um I've heard in the past and I'm sorry guys but I'm gonna just has to be anecdotal but I did hear about like you know there's arranged marriages is quite common in certain parts of the world mm. and those marriages don't end up in divorce as often um say as maybe the western world yeah because of the commitment that both parties have for each other so it's then cool. yeah so then because then if you think about this, the idea of a soulmate and then it's like, oh, like your soulmate was chosen by both your parents kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. How, how would you, my question to them was be like, how would you know that it's your soulmate? But yeah, you've you, you had no part in it basically. Right. Oh, actually, I don't yeah. know. But I guess it's different level of arranged marriages. Bro, on that, on that very... note, on that note, um, Joe and I have been watching this show called Indian Matchmaking. Oh my. And that's pretty yeah, relevant. Sure yeah, Shelly's been, oh, it's actually it. it's actually pretty good. Like you might think that it's like a, it, it. They kind of like make it quite um like cinematic almost. It's like a dating oh, okay. show, but then it, it's quite interesting because it goes through like you know like how um like in Indian culture that whole matchmaking thing and arranged marriages is quite still quite prevalent. Yeah. Um. So it's quite interesting the insight into that. But mm. yeah, I think just on the whole topic of arranged marriages, it's 
I don't have the stats off the top of my head, but obviously some of them do last and work. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, it's like you said, I think it's just like that whole idea of like the commitment first and then you grow into being the right partner for each other rather than mm-hmm. like you just, you just are the right partner for each other because then it takes away mm-hmm. that element of like um, personal responsibility and growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just want to mention, um, I think when we're going through pre-marriage counseling, um, it was just one of the principles was um, like basically the divorce should never be an option. Right. And, and I guess the context behind that is obviously there's going to be exemptions. So, so maybe like, you know, if you're being abused or like, you know, yep. certain things like that. Yep. Um, yep. But the idea is that, you know, if, if divorce is always an option at the back of your head, mm. then you can never, you know, fully commit to mm. this person for the rest of your life. Cause then yeah. um, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, a lot of couples go through some really tough stuff. Yeah, but because they're committed to each other, they have that security and comfort in knowing that, yeah, it's 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 tough right now, but I know that we can get through this together, or I can change for this, or blah blah blah. Yeah, um, yeah. What do you think? When you said that, like, it just reminded me of this. There was this relationship book I was once reading, and I think this is a pretty big conflict resolution tip. Oh, and it's been really helpful for my own life, and um, mm-hmm. it's based on that commitment as well. Because, like, say when you fight with your partner or your like significant mm-hmm. other what happens is like i think when people get insecure within that fight it just escalates things so say like right. um it, it was speaking from like a female's perspective because it was like for guys mm-hmm. and i think obviously there's generalizations but i think when say there's a fight then from a woman's perspective it's quite they're scared or it can be easy for them to be scared that because of this fight and whatever the reason is that the guy is going to love them less right so it's like, say when we have a fight and like, even if it's like real heated and you're real annoyed, if you just mm-hmm. can like kind of provide that security over that one doubt or that insecurity, mm-hmm. but being like, yo, like I still love you or like, I love you. And like, this doesn't change, like this fight is not changing my love for you. Right. Then that already frames everything in like a much better place to solve the actual problem. Ooh, right. Okay. Because it's kind of like, like, kind of like deescalates it and you can be more constructive at resolving it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because then it just settles, it settles like the other person down. Like, yeah, this is not, this is not, stake. it's kind of like, yeah, this is not threatening, like, you know, the integrity of the relationship. Like, this isn't threatening right. our love for each other. This is just like right. a thing that we need to get through. Right. Whereas, like, when a fight threatens, or people are worried that a fight threatens, like, like what you said, like a divorce or like a, like mm. a split or like a reduced affection. Right. Then, when you operate from that position of like doubt and insecurity, then it's like yeah, a lot tougher. Yeah. That's when it gets really volatile, right? Because yeah. Yeah. Then it becomes like a, he said, she said kind of thing. And like, yeah. so it's kind of like, yeah. it, it's along the same lines of what you said, like don't make divorce an option. And I think the whole gist of that is like, you want to tackle tough things from as secure as a position as possible. Yeah. And yeah. So whatever that looks like for your, your relationship, I think that's. Agree. hundred percent. Oh, let's go. Changes to relationship advice. Um, (laughs) But anyway, like we thought a a pretty, I guess, interesting thing um, for us to do and for us to talk about would be, you know, in our own dating lives, what are some of the factors that made us be like, yo, yep, this girl is the girl that I want to marry Mm. and or like is the one, as people would say, although we just said that Mm -hmm. we don't agree with the one, but whatever, is the one that we want to marry. We can can say that. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so why don't you kick us off, Sid? Okay. Oh, that was a hard one, eh? I think when you first mentioned the topic, 
it's always been one of those things that um not not that I've never thought through properly, but it's just like <laughs> it's oh just, yeah, it's just happened, and now like, oh yeah, you're like what happened? Yesterday I was 15, and now I'm 28 and married. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like oh yeah, good job, Pastor Sydney. No, no, no. So I guess I, I get a bit of a bit of context for our relationship. So basically, Shirley and I met in high school, uh, met through Elam actually. Um, because Shirley and Elon went to the same church and I got invited to church let's one time. Let's go. Flirt to convert, let's go. Nah, nah, nah. And been there since day one. <laughs> day zero. Day zero. <laughs> and then basically for each other, we were our, it was both our first proper relationship. Uh-huh. So, so we started dating in year 13 and then dated throughout uni and then working and then got married. <laughs> so I think one of the first uh, obstacles I encountered uh, when I was approaching the idea of um, being committed to Shirley was like, I didn't feel like I was prepared enough, not from a commitment perspective, but the fact that we were, when we were looking for a house together yeah. um, before we got married. And this was even before uh, we were engaged. Uh-huh. So then, so then the, the house buying exercise actually sort of accelerated um, that sort of thinking. Yeah. So I'm like, oh crap, like if I buy a house with her, like this basically means I'm marrying her, right? I locked in. Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 And and at that point I was just I was like only a couple months into working. Mm. But I always knew that I would propose after I finished uni. Like I didn't want to deal with it until I was basically not a student. Right. So that was in the back of my mind, but I didn't really like, you know, that's the word. You like, weren't actively planning topic. for it. Yeah, I wasn't approaching the topic, you know, with a um, the right mindset. I just like, oh yeah, I'll put that later. And I think one, I think the first thing was, crap. Have I ever talked about this? In the, yeah, anyways, um, so I think for us, because we our relationship was so smooth and steady, like we didn't really have that many fights, and we were both pretty chill people in general. So you know, we we just got along really well. And it made me question, like, oh, you know, is marriage gonna throw a huge wrench into our plans or into our relationship? Like, are we? going to suddenly have turmoil because we're in a lot more stress right and i think the key thing there was not for me to focus on the fact that we didn't have any red flags like um but to focus more on that the fact that there's a lot of green flags in our relationship okay so because it was yeah i think it's just more like when there's flaws in the relationship they're more obvious but when there's like areas in your in the relationship where there aren't any flaws it's a lot more subtle because it's almost like business as usual kind of yep. thing for, in a yep. lot of regards. So then when I reflected and saw that and brought to light, I'm like, oh yeah, like we actually work well. This is like, it's kind of like areas. related to our last week's topic as well. Eh? Like taking things for granted, like because that was mm, just the norm yeah. for your relationship, you were taking a lot of things for granted that like would work well both in a relationship and in marriage. But mm. you just didn't really know that because that was like kind of all you knew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I think because and I think yeah, I think that's exactly right because we didn't this was only our first um relationship. So yeah. we didn't actually have uh quotation marks like baseline to compare it to. Yeah, like, or like worst like worst relationships relationship. to compare to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. So once you I guess flip that perspective, you were able to get over that hump of like like what if like how do I know this is the person I want to marry? Mm. If you yeah. Because you were like, is it supposed to be the smooth? And you had all these questions. Mm. But then... And I think, I think, I think yeah. a lot of it was solved by the fact that, yeah, it's just, it's just shifting their mindset from looking for the one to 
the ideal relationship that you can work towards. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, like if, if I'm not thinking about the one, but thinking about the ideal relationship, it's like, well, like we're pretty well equipped to tackle it together. Yeah. 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 Whereas the one, I mean, to be honest, if, you can't even actually, answer that question. Because, well, like, what are you going to do? Are you going to date every single girl in the world? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. you can't catch them all. You can't yeah. catch them all, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and girls, girls, you can't compare girls like a car. Like, oh, yeah, this car. Yeah, because, like, faster. your your life circumstance <laughs> and, like, is every, it's, like, ever-changing, right? Like, everything is ever-changing. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, yeah, so that's basically my first point. So, what about you, Elam? It sounds kind of dumb, but um, I think we just clicked on like the right things and like we stayed clicking on them i guess right so what i mean by that is like you know how like some relationships you go through a honeymoon phase and then like after a while Mm -hmm. it's just like oh like dang it like why aren't things like that anymore but for me and joe i think like the things that made our honeymoon period really good were the things that just like were things that were sustainable in the relationship right so for example, like different relationships have different, you know, like preferences on how much, you know, how much time you spend together and like how much you see the yeah. other person. And for yeah. us, like it's normal honeymoon period, I guess that I see each other a lot, but for us, like we just kept that going mm-hmm. and we just like, like always like we, we were, we could be confident that like the other person always wanted to see us. And I think that was mm. quite like a, I don't know, like for us, for both of us anyway, like based on our like previous relationships, like that was quite a big like point for us like just like our sense of humor and the like the fact that we could just have fun together like doing almost anything mm. and like we could just like we just find like the most like stupid things like super funny <laughs> so <laughs> so like i think stuff like that i guess it's kind of like a bit of a silly point but um or like almost like an obvious point right but those things were definitely like it was quite a big factor to make me be like, oh yeah, like that is, like like I'm keen to marry this girl. Right. It's almost like you can be yourself with each other. Yeah, and that's not to say that like you got to click on everything and like you can definitely grow into it like we were talking about before. But I think for me, like because there are things that, like there are all these things that we clicked on and we stayed clicking on them like throughout the relationship. Mm. It was just like, oh yeah, this is, this is like what I want. Uh, like mm. in my like dream relationship in the future as well. So then it made me want to lock it in basically. Oh yeah. Boom. So I think that's a short and simple one. There's not really, yeah, it seems real dumb now that I've said it out loud, but I guess it's like, does it sound real dumb? Like, is it just common sense? I guess what I'm trying to say is like, say like there wasn't any areas that like we kept coming back to as far as like, that like that was like a reoccurring source of conflict. Stress. Right. Yeah, or stress. Maybe another way of framing it is um, the idea of like non-negotiables. So when we were first, there was this dude in uni, I think it was quite a big thing in like the Christian club we were at, but like quite a common approach to like dealing with relationships was something called non-negotiables. So in mm-hmm. every person that you're like considering dating or like as a future partner, you have like all these attributes, right? And you have your non-negotiables, which are things that you kind of like need in a partner and you have your negotiables which are like things that are like nice to have or like you know Uh you can work on them and get them in the future but it's not like a deal breaker if you if they don't have that attribute Uh so and it's a good idea to keep your non-negotiable list as short as possible 
Mm. And I guess that's what we mean as well. It's like that, that you could have multiple partners that are compatible because it's almost like if someone satisfies your non-negotiable list, then the potential is there. Right. And so what, so what were your, some of your non-negotiables? So some of them sounds like a bit shallow and I don't like that. That's what it was back then, but like physically attractive. And part of that was for me was being an Asian girl that was shorter than me. So Joe easily Whoa. satisfied that or shout out Joe. <laughs> okay. um, and, <laughs> and like I mentioned before, I think like the humor was a big one. Like just right. uh, like naturally finding like this, like similar things funny. And like really vibing right. in them. And I think that's actually quite oh, yeah. hard. That's hard. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. It's not as easy to like, just cause you laugh at some things together. Doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But basically our humor. Yeah, really well. yeah. Like the time spent together, like how we viewed it as a couple, mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. pretty big. And, but, and the, you know, the biggest, most important one is like, our oh, fate. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. uh, what do you mean by the time spent together? Like it's kind of what I touched on before. Together? Yeah, just how much time we spend together. Like, for example, right. like in past relationships, um, like, they, they, like, you know, like the feeling, actually, you wouldn't know the feeling because you've only been in yeah. one relationship. But, um, and at one workplace, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, like in, in some relationships where there's a mismatch of like um, desire for quality time. Right. So like where one person feels like oh like they want to see the other person and hang out but when Mm -hmm. the other person doesn't need it as much or they feel like they need more space Mm -hmm. then it creates this like constant um mismatch of right like right that's a a huge point of tension yeah yeah so i think that's quite huge like me and joe were quite like compatible in that sense as well and lastly and most importantly is like our faith was aligned Mm -hmm. because i think like our faith is like the like basically like the rest of our life decisions and like uh like moral code and um mm-hmm. <clears throat> stuff like that so basically it's like these things like not only in our honeymoon period but like uh, they were proven over time of our relationship mm. so then it was just like oh yo let's go i'm just thinking like do you think like a key thing here about deciding if you wanted to marry them was like whether the in-laws like like the other person oh how do you mean like Oh, oh, was that was that a key thing for me? Is that what you're asking? Or like, is that a key thing in general? Like, sh- like should the the family should both be supportive of the relationship and stuff? Well, right? that I mean, that's in an ideal world. But for me, how I think about it, because I guess in in a relationship, it's first and foremost a relationship between the two people, not the two mm-hmm. families. And if you were to like draw it out, it's kind of like, say you have like a family and it's like in one circle. Mm-hmm. and the other person is from another circle mm-hmm. i think to build a relationship you both have to come out of your respective circles to explore mm-hmm. the possibility of making your own circle which is kind of what right. dating is right it's kind of like hey can we make a new family together mm. you know if you were to marry that person and in an ideal world like the circles like the respective circles are supportive of that mm. but to me it's not a must-have because like it's you know, like there are so many different, different families and, yeah, and circumstances yeah, yeah. that like you can't, it's hard to put a general rule. Um, yeah. as long as the people are willing to like come out of their family circle and like they're willing to grow, then mm. I think that's the most important thing. Cause like some yeah. in-laws will just be like nuts and like not like the other person for like ridiculous reasons. 
And it's like, yeah, if you're trying true. to spend your whole life trying to please your family, then it's like, it's going to be like relationships yeah. are already tough enough as it is. <laughs> yeah. Between two people. <laughs> yeah. Between two people. Right. So, um, yeah. Like that's not yeah, to say I, that you don't respect your family and all that, but it shouldn't be like a, for me, it's not a non-negotiable. Right. Yeah. I, I guess um, the reason I bring it up is because when I think about back to my earlier point, like both our parents um, really like the other person. And I think that was just another contributing factor to knowing that Shirley was the one. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like, yeah. Cause they like, cause like your family kind of knows you and can like help you identify that stuff. Cause when, yeah. when you're in a honeymoon phase, you know, you just, it's got chemicals in you and you're just like, chemicals like I'm, in love, oh I'm in love, I'm in love with this person. I'm just like, I can like overlook a lot of things. Like, right. Right. Just because of like, right. Oh no, that, I think, that, I mean, I think that's it. That, I think that's a very valid point. And I think that point can extend to like friends as well. Right. Like do your friends and family, like people oh, that know you really yeah. well, do they approve of the other person or like, do they yeah. think they're good for you? Yeah. So I think that's a huge consideration. It, like if you frame it like that, then I think it's a, like it's a, it's very very important, but I think there are definitely exceptions to the rule. Mm. I I think Shirley and I click on a couple of things like that as well. Um, I didn't really quite have the non-negotiable lists. Uh, yeah, I definitely didn't go through this exercise. <laughs> you just jumped into it, but then it worked out. Yeah, all good. Um, so it's, you know why? It's because is... Shirley wrote your list. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know. The next one uh, I want to talk about is like the idea that like commitment is almost like a loss. Like okay. it almost feels like commitment is seen as a bit of like an opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. Like you have to sacrifice a bit of your own ambition or desire to do certain things. And it, and I think um, especially when, you know, it's like the common meme, right? Like when you get married, yeah. you get chained down. Yeah. Kind of thing. yeah. And, and I don't know why like guys find it so funny here. Like, I mean, like, is it kind of like just like, just like an exclusive club where you have to ask permission to do stuff for certain <laughs> things? <laughs> like everyone knows that feeling. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I guess. Oh, I mean, I guess it's fair enough for, for like for yeah, from that perspective. Like, it does change things. It does change your. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does change things. So you got to overcome that. You got to overcome that fear. Yeah, but sorry. I, I, I guess I guess for this one, the, the the opportunity cost is more like like what if I could find someone better i guess or find a better relationship right well it's pretty much like when when you when you choose to like propose to someone or like move forward to marrying them like mm-hmm. what you're also saying is like i like you're not choosing anyone else mm. so so by choosing someone you're also not choosing to explore relationships with anyone else and i think yeah. that can be quite a daunting thought like yeah people yeah, I think I think it's I think it's exactly that. It's it's that idea that there's an unknown thing out there that you can go and pursue. Yeah, and like, and it's like better? the idea that yeah, and I think especially since me and Shirley only had one relationship, like the idea that there was this another person that could be just as good, but like, but there's gonna be or there's always going to be unknowns that you can't tick off. Mm. I mean, it just comes back to that like idea of the one, right? Like is there a more like compatible person out there with me? Mm. I'm not really dispelling any myth here, but basically I think um, like commitment is a good thing because then now Shirley and I, you know, don't have to be worried about, you know, finding the right one or whatever. And we can just 
live together and you know develop that that relationship yeah. that we have already yeah and then we can explore so many different other areas of life because like the dating part of our lives is like done if you know what i mean yeah bro like just to build on that on um what you mentioned before like you know your compatibility like little scale or rating or whatever yeah yeah then, like say you and shirley were like let's say you guys are like 85 percent compatible just as like a baseline mm-hmm. and then like the question you'd ask yourself while like deciding oh should i is this person like the person i want to marry is is there someone out there that's more compatible for you mm. and that you might be for them and then i mm. think there's like that question is flawed in and of itself because like first of all like we said like you can you can never find out the definitive answer because you can't date everyone in the world and secondly mm. like i think what's why not just you can go ahead and answer it and be like yes there might be but as long as you and Shirley can like like but you and Shirley can build this 85 up to like 100 mm. and if you can build it up to 100 that means you're like already like every every day that you guys spend building up your relationship you're like that's already as uh, as that's like as good as it possibly can be because yeah. no matter who you meet you're gonna have to like build up um you're gonna have to like build up that compatibility regardless yeah yeah so basically if we if we go with the idea that you and a person can never can never be 100 and we're accepting that then it doesn't matter where you well it does matter a little bit about where you start but as long as you can keep going together then you'll be sweet yeah yeah pretty much and then it just takes that pressure off mm. i mean yeah i guess it's related to your previous point as well yeah i mean i think i think honestly like thinking about this topic that, that was just the biggest struggle for me to be honest like right just the feeling that i've only had one relationship and then i didn't have anything to compare it to because i'm kind of like this when i mean i'm buying like new products and stuff like you want to compare and make sure you get the best deal or like read, re- read reviews <laughs> yeah exactly but then you, you but can't then write, you, have that for each other yeah not gonna be <laughs> no reviews man for this kind of thing yeah well actually here's a weird question would you <laughs> would you no i should know it's dumb just ask well, it. i'll say anyway i'll say anyway would you talk to an ex to get like a review on the, the potential partner it's just would, a weird one would you talk to an ex to get a review on your, oh like so so if joe had an ex would i talk to them to like to, to like, figure, like to, to get a review on her well <laughs> short, short, short answer is no because i think um yeah like relationships are too biased yeah that's true you only get one side of the story yeah yeah a lot of compared, the time compared to like a product or a service where like it's so you so can be more objective eh? yeah 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 like the fact yeah, like that it's got it's an st- ex, different specs yeah the fact stuff. that it's an x already means that like whatever review is going to be um, it's like it's like would you like take seriously like a review from someone who's been like super triggered like at a restaurant and say like something happens and they're like, like yeah. say, say, say a waiter was rude to them and then yeah. they're already like so triggered and then they eat the food and then they review the food. Yeah. Like it's not going to be a proper yeah. review of the actual it's, food. It's one of those, one of those one star reviews on Zomato yeah. that you see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. Okay. What about your second point? I think as I was dating Joe, I just felt more and more ready to like tackle life as a unit rather than as right. individuals. So like kind of like that circle thing we were talking about is, you know, when you're dating, you're still part of your own family unit in a way, like mm-hmm. you're part of your own circle and you have to come mm-hmm. outside of your circle to like date and to like see mm-hmm. if you can build that circle yourself. 
But until, uh-huh. in my mind anyway, like until you get married and until you uh-huh. start your own family together, you don't quite have that circle yourself. Yeah. And it got to the point where I'm like, yo, I like, I like want to build like my own family with this person. And, you know, like I want to establish, you know, like our own way of doing things as a family and like start creating our own traditions and like have our uh-huh. own family holidays, which you can't do that when you're two people like dating. So I've got one question. How, yeah. how do you, how'd you go from like dating to like being ready to take over as a unit? Cause I know that like, that's quite, like you see a lot of couples just date for ages. Right. But ne- they never like shift gear. Yeah. Like, how do, how do you, how would you, how, what would you say to those couples? I mean, there's, there's well, probably, I mean, there's probably valid reasons why this. Yeah. Like, well, uh, well, but, well, for me and like, general one, yeah. General one, I guess is even that whole idea. I think people generally, people that date for a long, long time, there are a couple reasons why they don't progress it further. Right. Like some would be, you know, they don't see like, like timing, a reason to like life. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, like some people are like, oh, why spend so much on a wedding when we're pretty much married already? So I, I, I hear that one a lot, especially from like non-Christian circles, which, which is kind of like fair enough from, from their perspective. But another one I would say is like the whole intentionality of dating. Right. You know, that whole circle analogy where you're coming out of your own family circles to explore if you can build your own circle. But if mm-hmm. people are just, if people aren't really exploring if they should build their own circle and they never answered that question. Mm. So it's just like, if they don't really go into dating someone with the question of, Hey, can I start a family with this person? Mm-hmm. And when I say start a family, it's not necessarily kids. It's just like, you know, like I think a married couple is still a family. Mm. Like, can I, do I want to spend the rest of my life with this person? Or like, then if you don't intentionally think about that question, then you might just never get around to it. Cause mm. then you just like enjoy like doing things together, like going out for dinners, going on holidays. But there might be questions that each person has that they need to answer when deciding if they can form this family with someone. But if they don't Mm. intentionally go at it, then the question might not ever be answered for like many, many years. Whereas if you're intentional about it, like when I started dating Joe, it's just like we talked about like, you know, we want to figure out if we get like, if we should get married. Mm. like the goal of dating is to get married like the goal of dating mm-hmm. is not to just date for me that will probably be quite a big one and then if that's your goal to answer that question then you will arrive at an answer at some right. point yeah if there's a goal like you need to hit certain milestones to to reach that goal yeah and and that, and that would motivate both of you to sort of figure things out you know not as quickly as you can but like being proactive about it rather than just yeah putting it on the back burner because it's yeah. not and, and i guess it's like it's weighing a, up and i think it's like realistically weighing up like the pros and cons of like obviously there are like pros of you know not being married and there are pros of being married and i think it's kind of like about enjoying each of life's seasons as you have them but then not being afraid of future seasons mm. as well like or well, some couples that don't want to get married but are for all intents and purposes basically married <laughs> yeah like is that almost just trying to like try still trying to keep your options open, so to speak? Like, so because you're not married, there's yeah. not as many things to like chain you guys together. Is that, is that sort of, is that question or like coming from an angle that's a bit old fashioned where I'm thinking like, like, yeah, you guys should be married kind of thing. Well, I think, I think there's no one answer to it. Cause I think um, it, it varies from relationship to relationship. 
yeah. right? like I think some relationships um yeah like people like you they might they might be in like a 30 year relationship and not be married and but they're still in it for the right reasons so to speak right like they're commit like they're not really looking for other options maybe they just right. don't want to get married um, right. but then there are other people that are like quite afraid of that commitment and that like find that that sense of finality that comes with marriage like i think for us as christians it's a little different because from like my perspective like marriage was something created by god as a gift kind of for mankind mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the way he designed a relationship to between like, a man our, and a woman yeah and it's kind of like or it's kind of like how he designed us to enjoy life to the max like how to enjoy love and relationship relationship and commitment and all that like to the best of like in the best way possible is through right. that lifelong commitment covenant on mm-hmm. marriage so mm-hmm. that's how i approach it and that's why like marriage to me is like the natural next step and like the natural step to wanting to like of romance it's like the natural step yeah i guess it makes sense because then if people are already like basically living together as if they're married kind of thing then they mm-hmm. won't see marriage as that same same like sacred thing that that we kind of hold it to right yeah and it'd be i don't know would it be yeah. and it'd be wrong for us to sort of predict that onto them because it's i think so. well, 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 well i think like say even outside of yeah i guess it comes down to like PC, i guess yeah well like outside like we're in the secular world so if you take you know like the christian faith out of it then marriage is just kind of like a it's like a it's a representation of like the commitment for each other right right it's like saying the words like i want to be like spend the rest of my life with you mm-hmm. so i think an interesting notion is like and this could be way off beat so like this could be way off the mark um yeah so don't like destroy me for it but i mean actually no people joke about it like it's quite commonly joked about so if you have people that have been dating for like 20 years yeah. And then, like, quite often, it's the, the woman that will be like, yeah, he still hasn't proposed, or, like, yeah, still waiting for my ring. So, yeah. like, I think, ultimately, like, when people are in a relationship, you know, you, you like, part of being in a relationship is giving each other that security and love. Mm-hmm. And marriage is giving that security. The security mm-hmm. of saying, like, yep, like, it's you that I want to live the rest of my life with. And mm-hmm. it's you that I want to, like, build my life with. Mm-hmm. So... I guess like why it gets a little bit more complicated is because um, especially like with the whole like wedding industry and like how everything's all romanticized. Like weddings are also yeah. I, like marriage is also associated with expensive weddings and like all the drama that comes with mm. getting married, mm. not necessarily just that commitment, which can be like a, mm. quite a turnoff for people. So I think right. from that perspective, there can be quite like some under, like quite understandable situations. So I guess, I guess, for some like signing even signing the paper would just seem like a formality like or un- unnecessarily like unnecessary form of formality maybe yeah i guess this is my hot take but like i i reckon in those cu- relationships there would be one party that is always more like would actually be keen to do that compared to the right. other party right. one side of it would be more keen to have it formalized just because it's more of like a why not because then there'd always be in the back of your mind. And again, I could be off the mark here, but like that thought could be there in the back of their mind. Hey, why doesn't this person want to, if it's just a formality and if it's just signing a piece of paper, like why don't they want to do it? 
yeah, tricky, tricky. I think you know a lot of people have different scenarios and circumstances, but yeah, yeah. I I just wanted to kind of discuss it because of yeah, yeah. And I definitely yeah, and I don't think we claim to have the life experience to speak yeah, with authority not. on this. We just kind of <laughs> <laughs> we definitely do not. Yeah. Do you have any any final ones to like? Yeah, what helped you decide? Um, yep. I just got a small one here and I guess it could probably segue into yours, but just that Shirley and I had a similar like sort of life trajectory. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for our relationship, we, um, so, so I guess to, as a disclaimer, we, you know, we started off not with the intention of getting married. Yeah. Like knowingly anyway, because we were dating when we were in, uh, like 17, 16 and you know, for us, it's just like, oh yeah, you like me, I like you. Uh, let's just hang out together, and you know, and we can call each other boyfriend girlfriend kind of thing, yeah. or like, well, be in a relationship. And when we talked about like uh, our our life goals and stuff, we we started having that discussion like I think like more when we we're in uni, and when we especially when Shirley started working, and because we had grown up with each other like quite a bit, we knew what we both wanted out of our own lives and what we wanted, like what to do after uni. So, yeah. you know, we we're both quite keen for an OE. Um, we we're both, you know, dedicated to our church and serving in different areas. Like, like a lot of the things just sort of aligned. Like you wanted kids. And yeah. And we wanted kids. Yeah. And basically because those things basically all ticked, like ticked all the boxes. We we're like, Oh yeah. Like, like for Let's me, go. I know, almost in some ways I'm not missing out anything. It's like back in the earlier, earlier point of like the opportunity costs. Oh yeah, yeah. If I get married, then I have to sacrifice some things. But, but because we had discussed this prior to getting um, engaged or married, I was like, Oh yeah. Like, like, like we're walking on the same road and we're, and we're hitting the same stops along the way. Yeah. So why not just like go together? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like on that, like note, with my whole point of like, I want to do life as a unit rather than as, as individuals is like, mm. actually at some point when you know, you want to spend the rest of your life with this person, then like actually yeah. being married makes it easier to do a lot of things. Yeah. Like even just like signing stuff on behalf of your spouse, you know, like taking money out or like of bank accounts or like, um, like traveling and like, you know, visas, I don't know. Like there's a lot of stuff which is just easier when you're married yeah. and you're like each other's ne- like next of kin. Yeah. To not. I think, I think I, I guess another thing is also the reason why we got married earlier is like, I think it makes things a lot s- smoother in relation to like, like traveling together. Yeah. Like I think, I think like when you're a Christian couple, um, I know I, you know, if anyone approaches me and asks for their advice, I'd, I'd discourage them to go, you know, on a trip together just cause of okay, like, what's like, the word? I don't know. Well, well, I mean, it, to be honest, it's not like it's um not like some people might think it's old fashioned, but basically like with physical intimacy and like the Christian faith, what we like, how we de- like, it's basically like we believe God designed sex for marriage. Mm-hmm. So when you put yourselves in situations before getting married, where you can kind of like, be tempted alone together yeah then then you put yourself at risk of dishonoring god and Mm. that's basically it like without beating around the bush and going on holidays i think um with just the two people kind of it's like temptation one it's just hot yeah (laughs) 
temptation. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, so if you can't relate with this as a uh, as a non-Christian, that's all good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like the meme of like why Christians get married so early. <laughs> but it's like a meme, but it's, it's somewhat true, right? <laughs> and like I there's mean, no there's not... no need to there's no need to deny it. <laughs> yeah. Like being married makes a lot of things easier, like buying a house together, like all this stuff. Yeah. Um so if you're gonna like be as good as married, then why not just be married? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean actually actually a good point there is like, you know, buying a house is really hard. And like buying a house, especially by yourself, is like super hard. But like with like Shirley and I like managed to get one um, you know, before the prices like you know soared even higher than it is. So we're really thankful that we, we got in timing wise, but like yeah, like because we were in it together from an earlier point, we could like get stuff like this like, that we couldn't resources. get by ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. And I guess my final point is like, how I knew that I wanted to marry Joe was because when I reflected back on the course of our relationship was mm-hmm. I thought about like the impact that she was having on me as a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess like a simple way of, of wording it would be like does she make me a better person mm-hmm. and the answer was yes and the, from a christian perspective like a better person how you define that is we become more like jesus like more christ-like right so to speak right so am i becoming more like christ because of my relationship with joe mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily to say like oh she's like like you know giving me Mother bible Mary. study lessons or like teaching like directly teaching me all this stuff but it's right. like through my interactions with her, like I, you know, like have, could uh, understand why it was more important, like to show grace to people. Um, like she challenged mm-hmm. my thinking on a lot of different things. Um, mm-hmm. And just like all the stuff that I could see myself becoming like a more patient, more kind of like, I don't know, like well-rounded person or yeah. like a better person. Yeah. And yeah, I think that was also affirmed by like friends and family. Mm. So I think that's like a huge, like green flag, like a huge tick. Yeah. Because then if you can do that for each other, and I think I was also doing the same for her, like I was challenging her and in ways that she could slowly respond and become a better person in her own right as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like, honestly, in a relationship, there's almost like nothing more you can ask for. Right. Like if you're helping each other, yeah. Uh, become better people and become more like Jesus. It's just like S tier. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's it. So if you guys ever want to ask us, we'll just link you this episode. But <laughs> if you guys <laughs> found it insightful, maybe if you've got, you know, any extra questions um, that you're struggling through right now, like, you know, flick us a message on Instagram or on Facebook to us. Um, we're happy to field any questions. Like we said before, we're not experts or anything. Like um, we recognize that we did some, like we made some good decisions here, but you know, a lot of it, um, I don't want to say luck. What's the word? It's just by God's grace. That's the, Oh my, just dropping it. Bro, just go listen to, and listen to our uh, last week's episode. Oh, being grateful. Let's go. Anyway. Nice. Good luck for your, good luck for your deadline this week. Shot. It will and be to all you, yeah man and to all of you listeners thank you guys for tuning in we appreciate you guys hope you guys are doing well in lockdown have a good sleep 
have a good exercise session, have a good dinner, have a good Yo. nap, have a good oh. date, first date, have a good proposal, engagement, and marriage for the future. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed for level one, for level two. All right, sweet. See you guys. Oh, oh my. <laughs> <laughs>